This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to a brand new episode of Double Tap for Friday. It is the 1st of September 2023 and today... Double Tap is back in a brand new season. Yay! <laughs> You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest. Happy new season. Happy new month. Happy new uh, 365 days of me and you on oh. AMI-audio. How on earth did that happen? We picked up another season. God bless you, Mr. F. Mr. F. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. We're back. Yeah, I know it only feels like yesterday we were here. Um, and here we are again. Uh, yes, but this time it is a little bit special because we are here for a brand new season. And um, as a special gift to you, dear listener, uh, and not to Sean, or nightmare oh. perhaps to Sean, uh, you know we were due to be off on Monday, right? Yes, of course. this is the long weekend coming up. Yes, so we were due to take some time. I thought I'd tell you now that that's been cancelled and we're going to be here. Well, I find it very professional that you tell me on air. Uh, well done. Thank you. Oh, so so we... No... Okay. So we're here on Monday is basically what you're saying. <laughs> You've I don't, been completely caught off guard by I, that, right? Yes. <laughs> He's like, I had plans. I, think, uh, yeah. I, I had uh, Facebook... I'll just make the rest of the family, videos. family cry. Uh, I'll cancel the day out. Yes, okay. Yes, no, it was just sat on the settee watching uh, Facebook Watch. So yes. it's fine. I know you were. That's why I thought, let's not do that to each other. Let's uh, let's help each other out by by remaining together. You know, staying focused on the oh, on the show. Nice. Uh, look, we've been away for a week. We we got a week's holiday. Yeah. So you know, and we, we hate it. Be, um, exactly. So you know, we don't want to take another day off. We're taking liberties here with people, uh, and and I don't want to get upset emails from Dave and Camille and all the people who've got in touch this week and said, "Where are you?" So yeah, uh, we will be here on Monday. So just a quick note on that: uh, Matt Ater is the vice president over at Vespero, the company behind Jaws and Zoom Text and lots of other great products as well. And um, you might remember, Sean, I told you about my trip to London when I got a chance to meet Matt. It was so nice to actually spend some time with him, but we got so much out of the interview that I mm. thought, let's not try and get it all into one show because we'd lose a lot of, of what I thought was some really interesting conversation around artificial intelligence, around Jaws Kiosk, um, and, and just lots of really interesting chat around that. So I thought, let's, um, let's, let's spread this out over two shows. So Saturday, this coming Saturday, uh, which is now tomorrow... Uh, you'll be able to, just to clarify that, uh, you uh, will be able to listen to part one, uh, which will go uh, instead of our usual Double Tap Express episode. The train is being rested. Thank you. Part, part. The train is being rested. So, no service. Um, that's right. Yeah, run out of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely done in. Covered in rust. Uh, yeah. So the Express is lying there uh, and it will be back next week. But uh, Matt Ata, part one on uh, Saturday and then on Monday... Uh, when everyone else is off at AMI Audio. I'm just saying everybody else is off at AMI. Mm. We are here. Yes. You're welcome. We are here. Uh, and we'll we will, yeah, yeah. Dave Brown might be enjoying himself. Kelly and Ramiya might be away enjoying themselves. But yeah. what are we doing? We are holding the place up. Not in a bad way. Heroes. I mean, in a good way. Um, <laughs> i got to say, I love listening to, to Matt. He's so interesting. And he's got so many um, different stories and secrets that I hope you've tried to prize out of him, Stephen Scott. We do have some interesting news about what's coming up in Jaws 2024. 
I mean, it's hard to think they were already thinking about that. But yeah, that's due to come out. Soon be Christmas, uh, everyone. I know. And well, funny you say that. I just got an email before we came on, uh, and it was talking about Christmas markets. I've never been to a Christmas market. You've done a Christmas market? I have. Yes, absolute nightmare. There's just too many people. I had to do the blind train thing where one sighted person amongst three of us, they're at the front. It's the old blind caterpillar where we're just in a line shouldered. <laughs> but I've got to say, amazing food at well, Christmas that's markets. Thing. That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, that's coming up. Uh, Matt Ata joining us tomorrow and on Monday as well. We'll be back on Tuesday. Got some interesting. Well, very interesting conversations if you're a fan or interested in the Victor Reader Stream 3 and the Sense Player from Hymns. You're definitely going to want to check out the shows next week. And also we're getting an update from Mike Buckley from Be My Eyes on uh, the new Be My AI uh, volunteer, virtual volunteer as it was previously known. Uh, That is uh, getting some updates. We will have all the latest for you next week on the show. I can't believe we're so far ahead in terms of preparation. I don't know what's going on here. Well, it's a brand new season. It's a new me. It's a new you. It's a new us, Stephen Scott. And, you know, we're expecting so much to be happening over the next month or two. It's going to be it's going to be busy. Yes, it is definitely going to be busy. Uh, this is this is definitely busy time starting, and you know that because there are a number of announcements about new events. I was telling you, of course, the other day about the Apple event coming up on September 12th. Uh, then we have uh, Amazon's event on the 20th. That's still not really confirmed, but we think it's likely to be the case. Uh, it would certainly make sense. <laughs> Microsoft have dropped that they're having an event, which means new Surface products coming. Are we excited? Eh? Eh? Uh, Are we? Okay. Um, I like the tech, just can't afford it. (laughs) (laughs) So Surface event coming up on September the 21st. And then we've also heard, and Google are so good at this, they've pre-announced the the device that they're going to be promoting at their October 8th event, (laughs) uh, which is the Pixel 8 Pro. Uh, they've kind of already put it out there. And there's a video circulating, which is of, and they say it's from Google. I don't know if it is from Google. I'm not entirely convinced Google did this video because there's something about the way the, it's like text-to-speech voice playing the parts of the phones. So it's two phones lying on a Mm. beach, having a conversation with you. One's an iPhone and one's a Google phone. This takes me back to the days of the old Mac versus PC ads that that Apple used to do. Absolutely. I actually think I'd love to see more of this kind of stuff because I I think it's so funny. (laughs) It Um, is. But this is the the iPhone, and it's sitting on the beach, and it's talking to the Google, and it's telling the Pixel phone all about its wonderful features. And the Pixel's basically saying, yeah, yeah, I've got that. Had that for years. And, you know, I'm so glad after all these years you finally caught up. And um, the iPhone says, well, you know, I've got some really big news coming up. I can't tell you, but all I will say is USB seeing more soon. And oh. the Pixel sort of goes, you know, and it sounds almost like a promo we would do. Yes, um, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, no. know if, I don't know if it is a Google thing, but it was quite funny. The USB seeing you soon, I thought was actually quite funny. I, you know, I've seen a few big companies sort of poke the bear in this way, you know, about mm. the headphone jack going away and other things. And, you know, and then suddenly... They oh, do we're doing it as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's perfectly valid. Yes, USB-C, welcome to the club. That seems fine to me. Yeah, so that'll be quite interesting. Um, also, I got a message on Twitter the other day from Chris. He asked me about the new WhatsApp app on Mac. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's like three versions of WhatsApp kicking around on PC and on Mac at the moment. I think it's finally got down to two. 
on the, on the match. Like Survivor. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, we managed to kill one off uh, because there was there's like a version that's always in beta. There's the main version, and then there's the web version. And the web version is the least accessible of the three uh, on the Mac and PC. I would say. Uh, I haven't tried it in the longest time, the web version, so I wouldn't like to say, but yeah, it wasn't the best option. Not the best, and also uh, less function. You know, things like audio video calls wouldn't work properly on it. Mm. And, you know, if you add accessibility, if we're just talking accessibility, so let's just, you know, we're for blind people, right? We're here for the blind. Hello, blind people. I'm blind. You're blind. Everyone's blind. Um, Then you get blindness. You get... um, Then, you know, basically, uh, we're talking about accessibility, right? So in terms of screen readers, at least, when you add that layer onto it, um, yeah, forget the web version. But the main versions of both the Mac and the PC uh, have been wildly different in terms of accessibility. On the PC side, WhatsApp is is very accessible as it is, you know, as it stands on on its own. However, if you have the uh, if you have NVDA as your screen reader, we talked about this the other day. You've got the WhatsApp Plus script or add-on, add-on. as they call it. Yes, um, it's really taken you this one. Oh, hasn't this it? Is, you were this impressed. Is so good. I am amazed at how good this is. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm loving it. And I, I highly I'm recommend people. It. I am. I'm loving it because it's just, it makes it so easy to use. I would say it's even a little bit better than the JAWS script, if I'm <gasps> honest. Wow. Yes. And there are third party scripts available for, well, loads of different bits of software, but there That's are right. scripts available for JAWS for specifically WhatsApp as well. And it just really makes it easier. Like WhatsApp on its own on Windows is perfectly accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just means you're tapping through a lot of things to jump through the different you know, conversation list, message list, and where to type, and the other options for making calls and things. Whereas if you add, in my case, I use NVDA. So if I add the WhatsApp Plus add-on, I can simply press Alt-2, and it jumps to the last message that was sent to me in the message list. Alt-1 will jump me back to the conversation list. Control-R to start recording. We've talked about this before, but it's it just makes it everything just speedier, easier yeah. to use. Make calls easy, you know, Alt, uh, what is it, um, Alt-Shift-C for a call. Oh, uh, Alt, I shift, didn't know that one. <laughs> Alt-Shift-V for video, Alt-Shift-N to end. Um there's a decline. I think that might be the same one, but yeah, there's a decline as well. But yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's just really cool that the, this exists. But on the Mac side, I'm afraid not quite so good. Its record hasn't been as as good there. Now I don't know why this is, but you know, I was checking it out because Chris had asked me to download it, and I've, I've all every every time there's an update to it, I'm thinking, please, 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 this time, <laughs> this yes, time, make it yes. accessible. Uh, and the way I tend to navigate around the Mac, and oh, this is only recent because I only learned about it fairly recently is through the VOJ command, so voiceover keys and the letter J. And that's for jump. So it lets you jump in the same way the F6 on Windows will let you jump around the screen. So say you're in Outlook and you're in the tree view with your inbox and all the rest of it and all your you know, sent and drafts, you can you can F6 from there into the list view and that will put your focus into the list view and then you can arrow up and down through your emails. That's kind of exactly how VOJ works. Yeah. Um, because you don't have, you know, a lot of people will be aware who use the Mac that you have to learn this interaction model where you move around the screen in groups and then you interact into that group and then you work in that group. And sometimes there can be groups within groups within groups within groups. If you go to, say, the address book app or whatever, <laughs> you know, there's all these different sections. It's like Inception. You don't know, if, yeah. well, where am I? Am I in a dream or am I coming out? Um, I think I think I, in one app I was like, I had to uninteract six times to get back to the other window. You know, it's like yes. there's just so much, so many layers to it. Um, so I will use VOJ to navigate around. Um, so that's the first port of call. If VOJ works, 
inside an app. It doesn't always, but if it does, it can make my life a lot easier. Because, for example, when you're in WhatsApp, you've got that conversations list on the left. So you've got the list of all the names of the people that you've been talking to. And like you're saying, you can arrow up and down that list and you can choose, say, Sean Priest. I can hit enter on that. And ideally, it would drop me straight into the type of message field. Yes. Uh, that's a bit inconsistent. It did it like four times out of the 10 I tried it. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> for no great. reason I can really understand. It wasn't like anything different. I just hit enter. Um, so it would go to it sometimes, not to other times. If uh, I use VOG again, it will take me to the message list and then I can arrow up and down the messages that we've been having between each other. You would think if I can VOG again, that would take me to that type of message field. It yes. doesn't do that. So you have to uninteract from the message list, VO right to get to that particular section and then at that point interact with the section and then VO right to the text message field, VO space to in, and so on and so forth. I so mean, it's it a just bit of a slows faff. it down. Yes, yeah. exactly. Faff, that's the perfect technical perfect term for technical it. It's term, too yeah. faffy. Yeah. Um, what about tab, though? Does tab jump you through the three? Because in any messaging app, right, the main areas are the, the conversation list, that then the list of the messages in that conversation, and then the text field. So there's three main areas. So I would just assume that you tab, if you're in the conversation list, you tab, it would jump to the messages area, and then tab again, and it would jump to the um, text field. Um, and you interact in whichever one you want to be in. Does that not work? Again, it's the inconsistency. And it's not even so much inconsistency in the app itself, it's across all the other apps. You know, tab is one of those things that can work on some apps, but not on others. Some apps will just, you hit tab, it just goes bonk, 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 and you've no idea, well, what is, what's stopping it from moving forward? Um, and it could be because you're stuck inside a group and it won't go any further. Uh, That's right. where the interaction model is different to the PC because the interaction model can stop any further movement outside of that group. So when you hit tab, it's... It's within a list or it's maybe within a window and it cannot go anywhere, so it's stuck. So it's thinking, well, where, where can I go? So the only way to get out of that is to uninteract from everything. So just uninteract, uninteract, uninteract until basically you're you know, outside so you get Saturn. Bonk. Yes. And then eventually maybe you can move. But even then, there's no guarantee that that tab will take you to where you want to go because, again, you don't know where that focus is prior to, and this is the other issue, the focus can just land anywhere at that point on the on the interaction if you're outside of interaction. So when you tab, yeah, probably end up somewhere else entirely. And you're a bit confused as to why you're not where you want to be. Okay. So it's okay. not as clear. I think that's where the PC, I must admit, that the, the PC feels like I'm driving along a road on a nice day on a good surface with good tires and everything's, I know where I'm going and the steering wheel actually responds to what my input. Um, a Mac, it's like trying to drive a car with no steering wheel on ice. Um, it's really difficult. <laughs> uh, look, I, I am new to the Mac. I'm coming back to the Mac. Not for long, but the of it. Well, no, this is exactly the problem I have. Now, at the minute, I, I, I say that I'm a new Mac user because, yes, I used it before, but I, I'm, I've forgotten a lot of the um, keyboard shortcuts. So I, I'm coming at it fresh. And again, I am coming across this. I, it does feel, when I'm on Windows, it feels like I'm, controlling the actual system when mm. i'm on mac it feels like i'm controlling the screen reader which is then controlling 
the system itself. It feels like there's a layer in between. Now, right now I'm saying that's because of me. That's because I'm you know unfamiliar with it. I need to get back into it. But it's these inconsistencies that are the problem. I'm never quite sure to VO arrow up and arrow down when I'm in a list or VO left and right or just use the arrow keys on their own. And then when I do that, is the voiceover focus actually following what it's reading out or is it just you know like carrot browsing almost it's just reading out the rest of the screen but my focus is still at the original place i, I i'm i don't know but with what you tell me eh, i'm slightly worried mm. but what it comes down to though so you've been using whatsapp for a while and you were using the beta of whatsapp yeah. weren't you yeah yeah it was well I, I tried various versions i tried the original version then i tried the beta hoping it would have improvements in it uh, and that voj command didn't work really at all in that version um, so you were basically VO left or VO right through the whole application. And to be honest, that's just not comfortable in any way. It's too much. It's like you're, I can't, I can't think of a suitable analogy. I want to find a suitable analogy, but you know, most people glare at the screen, they grab the mouse, they point to where they want to get to, they click on it and that's it. But I have to read the whole single screen, the whole, every yeah. single button and, and link and toolbar and whatever in the uh, way. And, and again, that's the problem. That comes- that comes down to our uh, consistency because yeah. we tend to do, we know where we're going. Okay, seven tabs or seven VO left or yeah, right yeah, yeah. to get to where we want to be. And if you can't rely on that being consistent, then it makes it such harder, such slower work yeah. when you're doing something. So, uh, you know, it, so where are we now? Well, with the new version, uh, VOJ works uh, for two thirds of the screen. Okay. So, <laughs> I know this doesn't make any sense. It's just horrible to explain. But basically, you have the conversation list, which is all the names. It will jump to that, which is good, and it will interact with it. So I can arrow up and down, choose a name, choose Sean Priest, hit enter. It's then selected. Please stop choosing me. I I always choose you. And uh, then I can VOJ, and that will jump me into the message list, and I can arrow up and down all the messages we've sent to each other. I'd like to then hit VOJ, and that then takes me to the edit field but it doesn't do that. Now, someone might come on and say, well, actually, hey, if you just do this, that'll solve it, and please tell me what that is. But you know, I would love to just use VOJ for that. Now, I've been playing with macOS Sonoma, the new version of macOS, the beta. Um, just the first thing I did, actually, when I, when I got the latest version of the beta was I went to the Messages app, because the Messages app has been horrible to use for that very reason, for everything I've just explained about the VOJ. You know, it just didn't really work with VOJ. So you could get to some bits, but not others. And at the moment, all it would move you between in this current edition, not the beta, is it will move you between the message list and the text entry field for the type of message field. It Mm. will will jump between the two, but it won't jump you to the conversation list so you can choose the person you want to actually communicate with or, you know, choose the messages thread that you want to read. So that's an issue uh, at the moment. Jumped onto macOS Sonoma and telling tales out of school, I guess, but, you know, coming up, it seems that's fixed. It seems that has been resolved because I can now uh, VOJ jump to the conversations window, choose my conversation, VOJ into the messages, read the messages, jump to the text message edit field. So is this a, a voiceover thing that's being resolved is that a specific app thing that's being fixed? Time will tell um, when we get onto Sonoma properly. And it's very hard to know in the beta. I'm always resistant to, to... I see lots of people complain about the beta. No, this isn't working and that's not working. It's a beta. 
It's not meant to be perfect yet, but it is meant to be fed back on and they'll hopefully fix it. That's the whole point mm-hmm. of the beta. So, yeah. you know, nothing is complete. I, I think we said this the other day, did we, about the, the end call button being moved? And it turned out it wasn't moved. So, That's you right. know, yes. you can't rely on betas. They're not the finished product. So we just have to be a little bit careful around that. But that is... That is good news. That, please, that, that continues through because that is brilliant news that that's working as well as it is. So um, I got to yeah. say, WhatsApp is a fantastic app, isn't it? Well, I just it, want it, I want the I want the iMessage experience or Messages app experience to be the same on WhatsApp. If I can get that, then then I can move yes. across. And please, if there's anyone out there who, who does anything with Audacity, please could you make it accessible for the Mac? Just please, 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 <laughs> just make it accessible, please. It's a real shame that because it used to be. Oh, I know. And, um, I know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I have something else to tell you about because uh, guess what I did this week? Uh, oh, wow. Am I allowed to say? Um, uh, no. I'll give you a no. clue. What Stephen bought this week? I've been oh, buying. Of course, a return to the classic segment of Stephen's spending money. So, what is it? Well, I'll start with the problem and then I'll tell you the solution. Oh, well done. So the problem is... Uh, I wanted to do some editing on my laptop, and I use my PC, my Lenovo PC laptop, for editing. Hang on. Uh, One second. Yeah. Is this more tech? Oh, what? Is this a new trend for the season? <laughs> this is a lot of tech I, I, I we're know, talking about. It, it's very, very surprising. Breaking I know. New. Breaking news. <laughs> it is surprising, isn't it, that we're actually doing tech on the show today. What's going on? I don't we know. We talked about an app. We're now talking about tech. Wow. Not about walking into hedges and rubbing other cream onto my arthritis. I am so, so glad you said arthritis. But listen, thank you for reminding me that uh, this show is a new season. We are excited to be back for the new season. And also, uh, we are hoping that we will get back to the nonsense as well. But today, I thought, I, I don't know, I just felt particularly techy today. I'm sorry. Well done. Particularly techy. What a great name. Let's change names. Te- that's, a, that's a good name. It is. Oh, why didn't we call it that? New name. Oh, too get late on the phone. season. Get them off. Right, you wanted to do some audio editing on your laptop. My Lenovo laptop, which uh, has speakers on it that sound terrible. Mm, yes. It's okay. like, imagine the worst speaker you can think of, double it. That's it. Um, it well, is awful. To be, to be fair, it's a small laptop, right? It's a nice portable laptop. What do you expect? It's the same size as my MacBook Pro, which has got the best speakers ever in a laptop. Mm. I'll give you that. Okay. So All why right. can they do it and Lenovo can't? All right. And it's not down. like it's any cheaper. I mean, don't don't start me on the cost thing. Oh, well, you know, PCs are it's cheaper. cheaper. No, it's not. Lenovo ThinkPads are expensive. All right. uh, so anyway, the point is that I thought, hey, do you know what? I'm going to get some speakers for this. But I have some, well, requirements here. I don't want to have to, have to plug them in because I want to use these speakers downstairs in the living area, right, in the living room. So I don't want I, I don't oh. want more plugs trailing across the floor because I'll fall over them or a guide dog will wrap our tail up in them or whatever. Yes. So, you know, no plugs, ideally. I just want my laptop, which obviously is running off battery, so that's fine. And ideally just plug them in because I don't want Bluetooth. If I have Bluetooth, that means there's lag. You also get that horrible thing sometimes when the audio just stops and, you know, you hit the, the key and you get half a word of JAWS because it's yes. you know, starting yes. back up again. I know you can mm-hmm. resolve that to some degree, but... It's a bit of a pain. And, you know, you get the lag. So, uh, ideally, USB for plugging in. That's the answer. That would be yeah, ideal, right? Self-powering through the USB port. Yeah, yeah. So, only one cable. Nice and easy. So, only one cable. That's right. And then you just plug them in and go. So, I, I started my uh, internet troll. And I found 
well, many brands that I'd heard of in the past, some which I know are not great. I won't name them, but they are dreadful. Uh, and I wouldn't touch them with a 20-foot barge pole. If you had a 20-foot barge pole and I had a 20-foot barge pole, mm-hmm. I would put both, I would sellotape both barge poles together and Scotch that's tape. how far away yes. I would be from those brands. But okay. um, Wow, you really don't <laughs> like them. Okay. But there was one that I spotted and I thought, hang on, I haven't heard that name in years. Creative. Remember them? Wow, the king of the sound cards. Yeah, Creative yeah. Labs. Now, we all I mean, had a sound blaster back in the day. Exactly. And then it was the old Audology. Yeah, Audigy. that was right. Yeah. A, a third, uh, I had a USB one, the yeah, external sound card. <laughs> the breakout box. Everyone was yeah. so excited about breakout box. It, they, they were they were great. They were leaders of the field. But to be fair, I haven't heard anything about sound cards in so long. Everything's or built creative. in, right? <laughs> or, or, well, to be fair... No, my, I have a couple of pairs of creative PC speakers. I mean, I say I do, the, the kids do. Mm. Um, they're still quite active in the PC speakers field, and they do good speakers. There's no denial this is a diminishing area, right? I mean, there's no, not many people doing it. Absolutely. But, you know, when you do have a laptop where the speakers are pretty terrible, then you can solve it. I mean, look, let's be honest, every TV you buy these days, I think the sound is awful. And that's why they invented soundbars, right? So these yes. companies aren't these, are, these companies so you are spend doing. more money. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, for this particular purpose, I mean, I'm editing audio and, uh, in particular, spoken word. So I don't really care that they are incredible speakers. I just want them to be decent enough and loud enough so I can hear the audio and hear any issues or you know because oftentimes you can lose a lot. You can really lose a lot. And I know you're going to say to me, "What about headphones?" But what about headphones? Yeah. But, thank you. Thank you. But I, I'm I'm not. I, I'm wearing them all day. I'm sitting up here in my office. I'm working on it with headphones all day. I know. And sometimes when you're editing, you want a little bit of distance because I almost I believe that listening with headphones. Yes, it's very good for tight edits and and you know making sure that it all sounds 100 percent perfect. And I absolutely recommend that. But also, you kind of want to listen to it the way that everyone else listens to it. You know, you want to listen to it out That's loud true. in the room and hear how it sounds. Yeah. So, you know, because sometimes audio can, you can think it sounds great. You can be so close to it and then you listen to it back and you go, Jings, that was, Jings, that was terrible. Jings. Wow. Jings. So Scottish of you. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, I found this uh, company creative. Uh, they're still around and they have made a product called the Pebble. So these are USB-C speakers powered by USB-C. Uh, They are uh, wired, so completely wired, but they also have Bluetooth in them. It's kind of pointless in a way because the Bluetooth, I guess, would be powered by the USB-C, which is already connected to my computer. So why would I need the Bluetooth? You could could plug them in. I've got a a USB hub for a computer actually in in one of the bedrooms there, which I use just for charging, and you could plug those in and Bluetooth to them. All right, fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, all right, yeah, okay, all right. I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. okay, so that would work. But uh, you got me thinking now. But right, so <laughs> I'm going to buy more. Uh, and they're going to be all over the house. But anyway, so they are pebble designed, pebble shaped, um, round ball type. Uh, but you also got the, the little woofers and the tweeters and whatever else kind of pointing up at you. So they're not really facing down. They're at a 45 degree angle upwards towards you, which is quite nice. It means that if they're sitting on a lower table, you're not going to have the sound coming out. I find that with these active speakers, they're always pointing directly out. Yeah. So you have to almost raise them up sometimes or put something in front of them or under them that will raise them up or point them more Tilt upwards. them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, these, uh, I got them the other day and I plugged them in 
And uh, it does have the obligatory blue light. Oh, which, of, of course. course is, LED. Uh, yes. Yep. Uh-huh. The mark nice. of quality. Yes. <laughs> uh, single knob for uh, volume and power. So you turn it, you hear the satisfying clunk, and then you have the volume. Um, how long that'll last, you know, is always interesting to me because oftentimes you start to find those wear very quickly, but we'll see. Um, and plugged them into my laptop, and I was actually quite impressed. I was quite impressed by the volume and way better than I was expecting them to be, to be honest. They are 8 watts each, so 16 watts total. And I thought, for comparison, let me look up, say, an Echo Dot 5th gen. What what is it output? Hmm. And it, that's 20 watts. So it's oh, right. a little bit less than that. And it is left and right. So you've got the left and right speaker. Um, and it's a, it's a really, I mean, very light and just very, I mean, portable to an extent. I mean, you could, uh, my intention is once I'm done with them, put them in the cupboard, bring them out when I need them. And that's the whole point, right? And they're not having to plug them in and faff around. I can just sit them down, plug them in and go. And they don't seem to drain the, the batteries on the laptop, which is more important no, to me. No, no. Um, it's, it's interesting. Are you impressed? Well, I am. I do like these. I've actually got a very cheap pair. <laughs> How well, much they, were these? These are cheap. Yeah, well, these are cheap. These were 30 quid, so 30 pounds, 50 Canadian dollars, I guess. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a cheap pair of USB speakers. Oh, I saw those as well. I saw them for like ten pounds, fifteen yeah, pounds, and I thought, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you do and get what you pay for, right? You you do. I mean, you know, you turn the volume up too much, and they will distort. But when it comes to yes. audio editing, though, it, it's interesting because when you're doing an edit, you want you don't want something that's tuned for bass, so something that's overly bassy. Um, you want something that's sort of flat. Right, so they may be great for audio editing, but if you want to listen to music or watch a movie or listen to a movie in our case, mm. uh, then um, you know maybe you want something with a little bit more oomph. I believe the technical term is. Yeah, I so, don't know if you'd want to. I mean, some people might find them fine. I thought the audio was okay. It wasn't staggeringly brilliant. It wasn't like ooh, big spatial stereo audio or anything. Of course not. It was, you know, ah, uh, yeah, but you was, say it, that. But I could turn it up fairly loud. I mean, way louder than I needed it to be, and it was yes. not distorting. And yeah, but the the stereo field on on just having a separate left and right speaker makes a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. You can space That's them right. out. You can point yeah. them slightly wider as well. And for you know for radio music and and movies, it actually makes a huge difference. So uh, yeah, I think these these USB powered speakers are great because it, it does do away with that power cable, which can be a pain. You know, it, it limits where you can place them a lot. You can get a USB extender and place these. You know. 10 mile away from your laptop if you wanted to. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, and, you know, just throwing them in your bag if you are going on a trip and you want to listen to stuff from your laptop in your hotel room or wherever, these are great for things like You've that. You've just given me the best idea ever. Oh, have I? You're welcome. What was it? Um, well, I'll have to think about this, but I, the idea, so I, I've often thought, right? <laughs> I could hear the light bulb above I know, it's like you could hear, can't you? The <laughs> thought processes. Because I've often wanted to be able to sit downstairs and use my computer, but not necessarily have to take the computer downstairs. Like oh. on my desktop, right? Mm. So how do I do that? And I'm just thinking I could get, because I have a little unit. This is like 40 quid or something, $40. And it was, uh, it was a USB over Ethernet. Oh, yes. Okay. Now, obviously, you'd have to maybe connect it to, I don't know, because it's like end-to-end, right? So the the, the, US, the Ethernet port goes into one end, and there's an Ethernet goes into the other end. And then, you know, you can you can extend that over however far you want. But, of course, if you don't have Ethernet, you might need to rethink that one. Um, but I'm just thinking if I was able to get that, I could, I could then have, because it's like a four-port USB, 
So you can have four things plugged into it over right. Ethernet back to a hub somewhere, and then you could send the keyboard, the the sound, everything. <gasps> this could work. Oh, I could have my computer. I could have all of that. This uh, honestly, this is going to be amazing. My wife You're is welcome. going to hate I'm you. I'm a genius. <laughs> because yeah, again, though, you do need that Ethernet cable laid throughout your house beforehand. No, that's fine. I'll just run it down the stairs. No one will ah, fall over it. It'll no, be fine. No, absolutely fine. I didn't want to buy. I didn't want to buy a pair of speakers with a cable on it that plugged into the wall. But I will run an Ethernet cable five miles around like, my house. This is like jackass. Please do not try this at home. We are professionals. <laughs> Stick around. Up next, we'll get to your feedback. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap on Air and on Mastodon at Double Tap. And it's time to turn to your emails. And, you know, Sean, I thought we'd uh, go back uh, in time a little bit because, you know, it's a new season. Oh. And I thought, you know, sometimes it's nice to bring things back to the show. And yes. uh, for some people, this might be the first time they've ever heard this thing. Um, but this is something that we've become known for. And, in fact, used to cause a lot of division and debate in the old days. Oh, well, that's um, great. Let's bring it back. Yeah, then. let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. They said, let's get the numbers up. I said, okay, let's get division and debate going. That's how you do it. Uh, and here is your divider. Email. We get email. Oh, it's we back. We get your email every day. Every day. Ding dong. Oh, I missed that. I've got to say, it's been a long time since I've heard that. Uh, and there was a time when we yes. used to play this every week mm-hmm. and we would say, hey, emails every day we get your emails. And, and sometimes that was true. And sometimes <laughs> it wasn't true. Now it is most definitely true. That is the most accurate jingle you'll ever hear in your life. It is. Thank you for making us uh, true to our jingles. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your feedback. Amazing. So, yes, it's now time for the emails. So shall we dive right in? Let's do it. Uh, Gordon's got in touch. Now, we've been talking a lot about literacy. Uh, Braille, uh, is Braille the answer to literacy? Uh, You know, is using a computer literacy? Gordon weighs in. Hi, Double Tappers. There have been some very interesting comments made about literacy, and these reminded me of a course on English language, which I studied about 20 years ago when I was doing an open university course. One module put forward what were to me quite interesting and challenging views on literacy and how we often place a very narrow definition on what it means. As some other listeners have mentioned, there are many types of literacy and all of us are illiterate in many means of communication. I, for example, am totally illiterate in Braille, just as I would be illiterate in mathematical quadratic equations if I could see, and also in things like Sanskrit or Egyptian hieroglyphics. Other people may be very literate in Braille, but just as illiterate as me in other forms of written communications. Of course, the tendency among the majority of people is to view someone as illiterate if they cannot read or write functionally in the language we ourselves speak. That is probably the traditional interpretation of the word. But I do feel that definition is far too narrow, and more people need to realise that there are many forms of literacy. And most of us are illiterate in the majority of languages, not to mention specialised forms of communication such as Braille. And even though I listen to audiobooks or have my phone read ebooks to me, I still call that reading. I am taking in the information, following a story and engaging with the characters. I may not be reading in the traditional sense of the word, but the ultimate effect is the same. Just my tuppence worth. All the best, Gordon in Livingston, Scotland. Thank you, Gordon. And I have to say, I I agree with you on this. I think we're getting... There was a time when I think Braille was definitely the answer to literacy. And I've said this many a time. I, I still think it is. And the reason I say it is because... I'm really talking, I guess, about 
children who are blind learning to read and write. I think if, because oftentimes this is where the argument gets a bit confused, right? Because blindness can hit you at different points and therefore, you know, literacy is attached. It would appear to all of that, which is unfair. Mm. Literacy, I think, should be attached to children and as for all of us as children, right? So as children, we learn to read and write in whichever way that is. So someone who comes to sight loss later in life or ends up having losing their vision later in life, they will be perfectly literate in the traditional way, but they may now be struggling because they have to learn a new method of communicating, whether it be through a keyboard or through a you know screen reader or through dictation or whatever. They may be struggling to do that because the reading and writing part may not be as easy to do anymore. That doesn't make you illiterate. And I think that's the bit that's missing in this conversation, that you're not illiterate and no one can call you illiterate because you are literate. It's the Maybe method it's, you're using now that is different. Yes. That's all. Maybe it's the definition of reading we need to redefine. Mm. You know, it's the old argument about, as Gordon brought up there, if you listen to an audiobook, you're not reading. Yeah, yeah. Well, that aren't you? Yeah. Is, you know, does that need to change? But yeah, some really interesting points. Yeah, I, I think we need to be careful around the... Well, not even so much careful around. I think we just have to perhaps evolve this conversation a little bit. Braille is literacy. I think that is something we should shout loud and proud. But that doesn't necessarily say, and it should not come across as, that the only way to be literate as a blind person is to learn yes. Braille. Yeah. Because that's yeah, not true, and that's not fair. Uh, that I would say that's inaccurate. I think that's an inaccurate representation because in that case, you and I aren't literate. But I am literate because I learned to read and write at school. Yes. I can't yes, read true. in the traditional way anymore, but I still understand the language. I can't write anymore, but I still can write it language. Yes. So therefore, I'm not illiterate. I, I think that's as, sim it's as simple as that, really, isn't it? I think so. I think it's just times have changed and, and there's different ways to do things now that we didn't have before. So I think the terms have, need to change. Just evolved. Gordon, thank you for that. Glendon chimes in on the subject of AI. Howdy ho, Stephen and Sean, and all double tappers out there from Glendon in Toronto. After listening to your AI show on August the 18th, I felt the urge to pass this feedback by you, which I swear is related to technology, if you hang in with me. Agreed, Stephen. AI is the beast and GPT is the provider. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, the T in GPT stands for training. So yes, we are, as always, the guinea pigs and providers of all information that the future leaders will need to keep peace and control in the world. And yes, Sean, isn't it fantastic that we can avail ourselves of this AI technology for free? Of course, as we know, this is now a subscription society, not an ownership society. And once all of our data and thoughts have been stored up top, we will be able to access all of it, as well as the software to think for us at a nominal rate. Big smile. Here's my Orwellian outlook for the future. Whoever invests the most amount of money into their AI software and has the smartest researchers helping them develop it will succeed as the new owners of our respective countries. I'm guessing that each country will have its own closed AI network providing information appropriate to its own needs and values, morals and ethics. I figure that Microsoft and Apple will be two of the corporations which will house our country's fearless leader robots. Big smile. Us citizen worker bees will receive all of our communication via the chosen smart device of the day while sipping on a margarita at home in our comfy chair. Whether it be a smartphone, smart glasses, as in Apple's case, or a TV, as Orwell's 1984 book predicted. 
Hey, Stephen and Sean, would I be writing thinking that being from the far side, Scotland and England, you may not have followed the super fantastic TV show in the late 60s and 70s called Star Trek, featuring William Shatner, commander of the Starship Enterprise. In this sci-fi's futuristic series, the Enterprise is commissioned to seek out new life in other galaxies. One life form which they encountered was called the Borg. The Borg Collective, as they called it, looked like ghostly human forms with two arms, two legs, appendages and wires sticking out here and there. Lol. They received all of their goals and instructions from a central leader computer via some kind of telepathy. Given our direction with new AI technologies and investments, don't you think this sounds like a good possibility for what we might expect in the future, fearless double tappers? Big smile. My only question I can't seem to get my arms around is this. What the heck will we need to do for our powers that be when we are not able to compete with our robot servants, which apparently are better qualified to do everything? Concerned face. Just my prediction for one possible direction that humanity could take down the road. By the way, guys, I prefer to listen to Double Tap on your podcast for the reason that my huge screen TV sucks the energy and I can't see it anyway, so I much prefer listening to my low-budget Apple iPhone with a good set of headphones. No offence, Mr F. I love your TV network for other shows and will continue watching, but please don't cut off the boys. Don't wish to be repetitive, but keep up the awesome work, Stephen and Sean. Missed you last week, and Laura, you are wonderful. All the best from Glendon in Toronto. Tap, tap. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Thank you, Glendon. Uh, And also, we've just started a new season and he wants us kicked off there. Is that not just fantastic? Oh, beautiful. And What a great start. Did you tune out during the Star Trek talk there? Of course I did. I don't care about Star Trek anymore. It's not that it wasn't available. My dad loved Star Trek, loves Star Trek. I watch Star Trek original series every day. What? Every day at tea time. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Uh Oh, hang on. Sorry, you watched. No, no. I watch. This is a present day thing. I depressingly did get that right. My... My daughter is obsessed. She doesn't like the newer series. She doesn't like Picard. She doesn't like Discovery. She only watches the original. And now we've moved on, actually, to the animated series. And I said, this sounds weird. It's, what, what have they done to this? And she said, it's the animated. I could tell just just by using my super blind audio powers <laughs> that it wasn't the original one. Um, so, yes, I'm well aware of it. You know what? When it comes down to AI, yes, uh, Orwellian future and uh, robot overlords, you could, there's, there's so many predictions we could make from this. But again, I suppose I'm just positive about this. I think the future of AI is rather than being one collective, one hive mind to control huge areas, I think it's going to go more individual. I think you'll see companies with their own AI systems rather than a mainframe that they would have now, their bank of servers. I think they will have their AI system for their specific, whatever their market is. Uh, I think you're going to see AI move to more individual rather than a global one for all. There's my prediction. Yeah, I think a lot of it is self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If you say something long enough, it will happen. And then we all point at it and say, see, told you that was going to happen. And I think that's how this mm. feels. Uh, and, and I think that George Orwell's book certainly started that ball rolling for a lot of people. You know, because that's that Orwellian word is used all the time to describe everything that's coming in the future. Yes. It's all big brothers, all watching you all the time. And, you know, here in the UK, for example, we have street, uh, on the streets, we have cameras, CCTV cameras on every corner. 
you cannot leave the house. I don't know how anybody goes missing in this country because, you know, there are cameras, there's GPS following you, there's cameras on the ATMs when you go up to those. There's a show over here, I think it's in Canada, I think it actually, I saw it recently in Canada, um, called Hunted. And it's a show which I think five or six people, it's a game show, right? And they, they have to go off into the wild or, you know, whatever, basically get out, go off the grid. Yes. And the whole thing is that they, you know, try not to be found. And there's this team of experts who are, you know, detectives and investigators, and their job is to find them. And these people always end up getting caught because they're all silly. Uh, let's just say that. They're all Whoa. silly people Language who don't have a clue what they're talking about <laughs> uh, or doing. Because, you know, the first thing they do is they go to a cash machine and they get money out. And you're like, they I mean, have a hit on their debit, yes, uh-huh, on their account. Exactly, yeah, on their account. Right. They see the money coming off. So, you know, of course, they, and then they have a location. And so anyway, but that's the point. You know, it's almost impossible to get away from all that. Now, has that destroyed society? Um, I don't think it has. I don't think it's made a huge difference. I think initially there was a concern that it would, but it hasn't changed people's behaviour. People who are good are good. People who are bad are bad. Nothing's really changed. No, I, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. And it's it's this slippery slope argument, which I never really go with. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's a false argument, that. Because where is this going to lead to? Well, we don't know. Um, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't move forward. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's a bit like the conversation about, you know, digital currency versus, you know, paper folding money and how that's a bad thing. It may be, um, but at the minute I find it more convenient. Um, just because I find it convenient, does that mean it, it's a good thing overall? Then no, of course not. But, hey, it's a conversation. We can't stop progress. Simple Look, as that. The whole digital, see this cryptocurrency thing as well. I, I was I had the joy of being in a taxi couple of weeks ago with this guy who was going on and on about cryptocurrency. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, you have no idea what you're talking about. Because he used the words certainty and sure an awful lot. Oh, no. I am certain that this, and I am sure. And I think, yeah, you know nothing. You know absolutely nothing. This is just gambling with Monopoly (laughs) money. That's all this is. And I'm I'm sorry, cryptocurrency is pointless it is a oh. waste of time. Oh. Do not invest in it. Oof. You're wasting your money. And if you haven't wasted your money, you will waste your money at some point. It is not, I would, honestly, there are so many scams out there. True. There so much nonsense. I think that for this to become serious, and everyone who debates me on this can never get away from the simple fact that it has never proven itself to be a success in any meaningful way yet. Um. Well, it depends when you got in on it. I mean, some people have made a lot of money, but most people don't. I'm about $300 down. Most people are not making money. Crypto investments. Yeah. Uh, most people so, are not making yes, money. And, and, and the people who are making money are either lying or they are, like you say, maybe got in early. But I, I, st- I think that there's a serious question mark over what that money is. And is it even real money in the end? And, I, and this is where I just get a little bit confused by the whole thing. And it, it, first off, it puts me off. I think eventually. We will start to see, and we are starting to see some big banks working to create digital currencies. And I know the whole point of cryptocurrency is that big banks aren't involved. They want, you know, everyone wants to live off the grid. But strangely, they all want to live off the grid whilst connected to a mainframe. And I don't get that. I'm like, how can, how can that doesn't even make sense to me? I want to be connected right into the matrix. I want to be using all of that power, but I want to be completely detached from it because I'm a rebel, a rebel without a clue. 
Well, there's the first rant of the new season. Well done, you. Thank you. I'd like to say, we're not not financial experts. Please be careful and take proper advice. But don't invest in crypto. Right, so, moving on. (laughs) Greg got in touch (laughs) with this voicemail. Hello, Stephen, Sean, and the Double Tappers. This is Greg from Phoenix. And I'm a little behind on watching shows, but I wanted to comment on a few things. First, it was a lot of fun, I guess, hearing myself again with the Waymo car uh, demo that I did. Thanks for playing that again. And also, I just wanted to show solidarity to the woman who was calling in and talking to you on voicemail and punctuating. I cannot tell you how many times I'd do that. In fact, I am keeping myself from doing it now as I'm recording this. (laughs) I am so used to it, and I know how she feels. Um, And then I was wondering if you all have a good recommendation of where to send a developer if you are trying to get them to build their app or their website in compliance uh, for accessibility. Is there some good website tutorial or something that I can point them to and say, this would be a great start for you to learn how to make things accessible? Maybe you know, or maybe some one of your viewers knows. And uh, lastly, I'm trying to find the app that Sean has talked about in the past that allows you to take a Windows keyboard and remap some of the keys. I don't have the luxury of having a Logitech MX, hoping to get one of those one of these days, but for now, I just want to take a regular old Windows keyboard and be able to remap a couple of the keys. Can you tell me what that app is or what that utility is? I sure would appreciate it. As always, love your show. I'm caught up now and uh, looking forward to more. See ya. Well, we've plenty more. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds to come. (laughs) Hopefully. God bless you, Mr. F. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, now that customizing keys app is Sharp Keys. And I know that because I asked Stephen, because I totally forgot as well, but you use this a lot. I do. I love it. It's such an easy app, but it's also so powerful as well. And, you know, you can remap anything. It started off for me. The, the reason I learned about it was because of the Surface Pro. Because remember the whole thing about, it doesn't have an insert key. Ah, uh, yes, and that's I'm like, right. Oh, how am I going to do this? And I had to change the Grove key or the tilde key. I never know what you call it. But it's basically, a Grove made, key. Dude. What's the point of it? What is it? Well, actually, let's not, let, no, no, hang on. Let, let's not say that because then they'll take it away. And I need it because I need an insert <laughs> key. So just leave it alone, Microsoft, if you're listening. Don't cancel it. I think I did a demo of using sharp keys at some point. Um, a demo? Yeah, what? I actually... On this actually, show? On this show. I, I hope Was so. It? Yes, I, no, I definitely <laughs> did. I did a demo of that. Maybe we'll try and dig that out sometime. Okay. All right. Yeah, that'd be good, actually. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great for people to learn how to use it because if you want to remap a key... Uh, it can be really, really useful. Although I have found with the MX keys, was the MX keys? Well, hmm. I can't remember now. There was a key, there was a keyboard I was using. So many keyboards in this house, <laughs> but there's one I was using. I could not figure out how to because the it's usually the uh, applications key that I uh, want to also set up as well. Sometimes on uh, oh, I'll tell you what it is. It's on my Lenovo laptop. For some reason, 
the applications key or the alt greater key, which I, I'm assuming is the same, um, that is not being recognized by that Lenovo laptop at all. I cannot get that key to be recognized. Really? And sharp keys, it will find it, but it won't allow me to do anything with it. It just says it's a key that's not available to be used or it doesn't know what it is. So I don't know what's going on there. Ah, uh, you've broken it. User error, of course. Well, I, I, I was thinking I might need to dip into the, after Doug was talking the other day about that Lenovo Vantage software, I may need to brace myself and, and you know, get Ira on the Ira desktop and just uh, mm. try and, and, and get it's it working again. not the most again. accessible bit of software. And that's where Ira comes in. Mm. Ira, yeah, be true. my eyes. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's not right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> be my Ira. <laughs> be my Ira. <laughs> this is getting confusing. Um, let's go to... Oh, hang on. What hang was on. the other thing? Sorry. Sorry. Yes. yes. Hang on. So if you want to point someone, uh, a developer, in in terms of learning about accessibility, mm. uh, that is something, honestly, I don't know about. Usually if I'm talking to a developer, I will actually just do a, a recording of me trying to use the app and say, look, this just says labelled or this is an unlabeled button or, you know, it's hard to navigate around. But if you haven't got the facility to record, which I think you know, most people do, I think that's probably the best way. But to, to actually point people to, okay, this is how you make things accessible, honestly, Honestly, I'm unsure. I don't know about that. I think we need to throw that out. Well, the good news is... Oh, you do. If you listen to our special over the weekend with Matt Ater, I actually put that question to him because this is something that he, as part of the larger group of, of the companies that exist under Vespero, this is something they do. And so I thought, what a perfect opportunity to ask that very question. So armed with your question, Greg... I asked that question to Matt Ater, so you'll hear that over the weekend. Oh, well, well done. That deserves Honestly. applause sound effect, surely. Can't find I'm it. pressing Fine. the buttons. It feels a little bit self-indulgent, you know, like, oh, unlike everything else. That's something we don't, never do. Yes. No, we don't do that ever. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, Peter got in touch to tell us about a new newsletter. Hi, Stephen, Sean, and all double tappers. It's Pete from Robin Hood County, hoping all is well. I found a very interesting newsletter it's called iphonelife.com forward slash tips. And when you've signed up to this newsletter, you will get a daily tip on some of the hidden features of your iPhone and other devices. And this will please Sean, it's free hey. to sign up. So a breaking news jingle there. Oh, yeah. I learned of this newsletter from a podcast that I also listen to called Mac Geek Gab. So I hope you all find this useful. Take care, guys, from Pete in Robin Hood County. Stop. <sighs> yeah, indeed, stop. Uh, and, and thank you for that, Peter, because, um, you know, uh, thank you for telling us about that. It's also rather depressing to learn that there are other podcasts out there. I didn't know that was a thing. I honest. don't believe it. Fake news. And can it I just say as well? Like, I feel we need a fake news jingle now. <laughs> I noticed Pete instead of Peter now. It feels like we've we've become closer. Oh, We're friends. friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Pete. Uh, just a reminder, our two-part special is on Saturday and Monday. We're talking with Matt Ater. 
uh, from Vespero. I got a chance to sit down with them while I was in London uh, in person, and we uh, will air that conversation in two parts over Saturday and Monday. Back on Tuesday, though, with lots more. Like I say, next week, we're talking about the Humanware Victor Reader Stream 3 and other devices from Humanware. Also, the Sense Player, we get a review from Justin Fair, who's back with us. He's from Toronto, and he is a regular listener and contributor to the show. And Mike Buckley from Be My Eyes talks about Be My AI as well next week. That's it for now. Oh, Have a great weekend. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.